0: Am I on? Can you hear me? I feel like I can never hear myself when I'm on a mic. What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, My name is Ashley. For those of you that don't know me, you should know me. I've been around for a while. That sounded kind of conceited. Sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Um, But some of you guys may not know that I have a new position here, I guess, kind of. So I am the junior high girls' minute. No, <laughs> that's not right. I'm the junior high girls' intern. Um, yeah, and David is my co-partner. He's the guys' intern. So that's exciting. We got some cool stuff planned. Uh, yeah. So girls, if you guys ever like feel like you need to talk to somebody and you don't want to talk to AJ because he's a guy and he's weird, you can come to me, and I can. I don't know, maybe help you out. Hopefully, that's the plan. Um, Yeah, so we are in week five of this series called Called, Uh, and we have just been talking about all the different stuff that God calls us to, and we've been looking at those house rule bookmarks that you guys got, um, and just seeing how those house rules that we have kind of mirror these calls that... God has for us. And so today's call is the call to ministry. And our uh, house rule that goes with that is everyone contributes. That's it, right? I think that's it. Everyone contributes. So we're just going to kind of be diving into that today um, about our calling to ministry and how we can contribute to God's calling for us. So, as you guys saw in that announcement video, I have a really bad lisp. When I, like, try and say S's, they almost never come out right, yet saying the word super is, like, my favorite thing, and it's just a mess. So, can you guys just promise me that if I mess up an S, you're not going to make fun of me and laugh at me? Can we all promise that? Because my cheerleaders love to make fun of me when I'm, like, counting and I say, like, six, seven. It never comes out right, and it makes me sad, so don't make fun of me, okay? Okay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Thanks. So um, to kind of get started, I was trying to think of like an illustration in my life where like as a kid, I was trying to like help somebody out. Oh gosh, help somebody out. And I screwed everything up. And so I was kind of thinking, my mom didn't really like letting me help out a lot around because she was like this really big perfectionist. Like, I couldn't help decorate Christmas. I couldn't put any ornaments on the tree. Like, everything had to be, like, perfect. So I never got the opportunity to mess stuff up while I was helping my mom. But my dad, he loved to let me help out. Because he doesn't have any sons, so yard work was always on him. So me and my sister would go out and help him with, like, the outside kind of stuff. And my two favorite things to do were to, like, sweep the garage. You guys know those, like, really big brooms? Like, You know what I'm talking about, the ones that you, like, push? So I used, I would, like, sweep the garage and, like, the driveway and, like, push all the dirt, like, out into, like, the gutters. That was something that I loved doing. I don't really know why, because when I think about now, I think sweeping concrete is pretty stupid. Like, why would you do that? It's concrete, it's dirty, it's outside. It's not a big deal. But another thing that I like to do was rake the leaves. Anybody like raking leaves when you were a kid? Probably not now. But I loved raking leaves because me and my sister would make this, like, big pile, and then what would we do? We'd jump in them and make a bigger mess that I never cleaned up after. My dad ended up having to do it, so that kind of sucked. But I loved being able to go outside and help my dad. I always was looking for stuff around the house as a little kid to, like, help my parents out um, and, like, just do whatever I can to, like, help them. Did any of you guys, were any of you guys like that as a kid? No, no. no you're ruining my illustration. Come on, nobody as a kid, like, as a little, like, four or five-year-old, you didn't like helping out your parents? No, I like parents. You guys are the worst. You little turds. Well, for those of you that did, it was, like, a cool thing, right? Like, you felt super important being young and, like, helping out your parents? Yeah. Okay, well, think about now. How many of you guys love coming home after school, after you had a really rough day of, you know, learning things? Maybe you had practice, and it's super hard. So how many of you guys love coming home from school and are like, Mom, I just can't wait to help you in the kitchen or, like, deep clean the whole house? Anybody? Liars! I don't believe any of you. Nope, Natalia, I really don't believe you. That is a lie. (laughs) But anyways, so like now, we don't like like helping out as much as we did when we were kids, right? Can we all agree that we like to help more as a kid than we did now? Yeah, y'all the worst. Yes, that's true. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's true. And I think a lot of that is because We live in a world today that is super, like, me-centered. We're all worried about ourselves, right? What? I'm too busy to do that. I have too many things on my plate. I have homework. I have Fortnite to play. I don't know. Is that a thing? Whatever. But everything's like, I'm too busy. I have too much to do. What do I want? I don't want to do that. I don't need to do that. It's all about us, right? That's something that's that's pretty relevant nowadays and so this idea of service isn't as easy to like grasp these days so today we're going to kind of dive into uh, a chapter in Ephesians a couple verses in there Ephesians is one of my favorite books of the Bible if you haven't read it yet highly recommend it's super good it's my favorite And this uh, book of Ephesians is kind of broken up into two parts. So there's six chapters. The first three chapters talk a lot about how we're made worthy, like what God has done for us and in us and makes us a part of a new family. And then our second half, so like three through six, is about how because of the fact that God made us worthy, we're now called to walk worthy. It's a response for all the stuff that God has done for us and all these amazing things that he's done and how we're called to respond to that and how we're obligated, you know, to step up and do the stuff that he calls us to do. So today we're going to be focusing on chapter four, which is the beginning of the second part. And it's all about what we need to do once we become a part of God's family. So what do we do when we become this part Of God's family. So we're going to start in chapter 4 with verses 1 through 3. So you can throw that up there on the screen. It says, therefore I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, and make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit and binding yourselves together with peace. So that, like, me-centered life that I was talking to you guys about um, a little bit earlier, um, when we're, like, not focused on Jesus, house rule number one, and we're so focused on, like, the me, 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 um, we miss out on the fact that, like, life's not about us. It's about who? Who? who's it about? It's about Jesus, guys. Come on. It's about Jesus. And we miss out on this, and we forget the fact that we need to humble ourselves. So you guys can go ahead and fill that out. That's your first outline. We must humble ourselves. Do any of you guys know the definition of humble? Anybody know what it means? (laughs) I knew somebody was going to say that. Yeah, sit down, be humble. It means to, like, lower the importance of ourselves, right? We're called to, like, take... No, not necessarily humiliate yourself. You don't got to do that. But we're called to not be up at the top anymore. When we become a part of God's family, we recognize that we need to lower ourselves and humble ourselves and let Jesus take the spot up on top, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Some of you guys may be thinking, like, when we talk about this call to ministry, today's uh, message is all about, like, the call to ministry. You guys may be, like, thinking, like, well, like, why do I have to be, like, called to ministry? Like, that's the pastor's job. That's AJ's job. Like, it's his job to come up here on stage and preach about Jesus. Like, that's not for me, right? Anybody thinking that? Some of you. I thought that a lot when I was your guys' age. It's like, no, like, that's not for me. I'm not, like, I don't want to get up on stage and, like, talk about that kind of stuff. I'm not qualified for that, right? Well, I'm up here. And I've noticed that in my life, at least, there's a lot of times where I have said, like, no, God, like, that's not for me. That's not a part of my life. And then, like, he decides to laugh at my face and say, no, it actually is. And you're going to see that in a little bit. But, so I have a couple that's happened before. I'll talk about another one a little bit later. But ministry isn't just standing up on a stage and giving messages to people and preaching Jesus. That's not all ministry is about. It's about serving. Ministry pretty much just means to serve people. So we're called to serve. God calls each and every one of us to serve and be ministers of the gospel He gave each and every one of us a story that's unique to us. Sometimes those stories are super good and we have like really great lives and we can tell people like, oh, my life's so good. You should love Jesus like me. But some of us may not have as great of stories. There might be a lot of hurt and loneliness and sucky stuff that happens. But God gives us these stories to be able to help people. I have one of those stories that isn't super happy. I didn't have, like, this perfect, amazing childhood growing up, knowing who Jesus was and loving him my whole life and always having that, like, security. That's just that's not my story. And for a long time, like, I was super bitter about that, and I didn't think that I could help people because I didn't know who Jesus was until I was, like, a freshman in high school. I didn't start coming to church until I was in high school. But as I've grown in my relationship with him, I realized that, like, God can use those sucky stories, too. And those are stories that he loves using. I can now talk to people who have similar stories like that and be able to help them through the stuff that I went through. And, like, in that moment of me, like, having all these troubles in my life, I didn't see that. But now I do. Because... When we humble ourselves and let Jesus take that throne, God changes stuff within us, right? So that's our next fill in. You guys can fill that in. He changes us. So I stopped focusing so much on my life sucks, I can't do anything, and realized, like, oh, I can take those struggles that I went through and I can help someone else get out of the pit that I was in. Does that make sense? That makes sense, right? I think so. So we are changed. Um, So then we're going to jump into our next passage for today. It's Ephesians 4, 14. It'll be up on the screen for you guys. It says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to kick us with the lies so clever that they sound like the truth. So once we realize this stuff that God does for us and we're changed, we're not immature in our faith like kids anymore. We realize this stuff that God does for us and we can use that, right? We are changed. So earlier I told you guys that like when I was your guys' age, I've said I would never be up on that stage and now I'm up here giving you guys a message. Well, there's another big part of my life that, I had a similar kind of story like that. So in 2013, when I was a junior in high school, I think, not yet, not yet, almost, uh, two of my best friends um, went on a mission trip here through the church to Africa. And I thought they were crazy. Like, I could never do something like that. Like, going halfway across the world sounded absolutely insane to me. I was super proud of them and, like, happy for them that they, like, felt this calling and, like, we're going to go to another country and spread Jesus to them. And I thought that was super awesome, but not, not me. That wasn't, that wasn't ever anything that I was going to ever be able to do. I like staying here in California. I don't like flying places. I'm not an airplane person. I can do my stuff here. I can hold babies over at church and do my part serving there. Well, then, something crazy happened. Uh, In 2017, a few years later, this girl from the church came up to me and asked if I wanted to go to a trip, a missions trip to Haiti. And just as I was about to open my mouth and laugh in her face and tell her that she's insane, I opened my mouth and I said, okay, I'm in. And then I was like, whoa, 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 what? No, just kidding. I'm not in, me, I, I wasn't gonna do that, right? Not, missions trip aren't, aren't for me, that's not about me. But I did it, and I raised the money, and I went to Haiti a few months after that. And there's a couple pictures up here on the screen of my trip, that's our team over here, uh, some of the kids, that guy right there, his name's Ezekiel, he's like the best kid I've ever met in my life, I miss him so much. I cannot remember this girl and the other picture's name for me for the life of me, and I feel so bad. But she, like, she was super cute. Can't remember her name. (laughs) At the top, uh, that was a picture that uh, me and some of the girls on the team painted on one of the sea trains over there in Haiti. Um, It held, like, diapers and supplies. So that's a couple pictures. And so, like, I went. And I fell in love with this place, you guys, like, love. So much so that I'm going back in January again for my second trip. So me, like, miss, no, that's not about me. That's not part of my life. I'm not going to do that. No mission trip for me. I'm headed out in January for my second time. And I could not be more excited about that. I'm super pumped. So God changes us, right? Right? And when he changes us, and we see these changes in our life, we realize that we all have a part to play in his ministry. So you guys can fill that in. That's our last fill-in for tonight. We all have a part to play. I didn't think my part was going to have anything to do with mission trip, mission, mission work? That sounds better. Anything to do with mission work, but it did. And I couldn't be more happy that I went on that trip. It Totally changed my life, and I'm so excited to go back in January. I can't wait. AJ doesn't want me to go, none of my family wants me to go because they're like going through this crazy crisis over there. There's riots in the streets, fire all over the roads, some people can't even go to work, there's no gas. It's kind of a mess, but I don't care. I'm super excited. That was a tangent that I wasn't planning on going on, but I'm so pumped, so excited. So, we all have a part to play. So we're going to jump into our last uh, text for tonight. It's Ephesians... (laughs) Surprise. Just kidding. Ephesians 4, 11, 12, and then 15 and 16. So it says, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. We will speak truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So, guys, when we humble ourselves and we realize that Christ is at the head of everything, we're changed and we start working for him and with him and we start realizing what our part is and that we need to contribute to this whole body, right? Like the verse says, we all have our part so the whole body is healthy and full and growing of love. Have any of you guys, do they still do group projects at school? Is that still a thing? Guys, I hated group projects when I was in school because I was the person that, I was the person who the group was just like, Ashley can do all the work and I don't have to do anything and it's going to be great. Anybody else? Gosh, it it sucks. And if that's not you saying that that's you, then you're probably the sucky person that pushes it on everybody else. And that's rude. You should stop doing that. Don't do that. It's mean, right? It sucks. Don't be that person. So, so like, we know that groups, when they are done right, they are super helpful. Like, then if everyone in their group is doing their part, then you don't have five sections to do. You just got to do one little section, right? Well, that's kind of the same thing that God's talking about here. Like, God can't do everything. He can, but he, we're not, he's not supposed to. He can do it. Just, he, he can, guys. He can do anything. But we're supposed to help him, Right? And if we don't do our part, then nothing's going to get done. If us leaders here in the room weren't here, you wouldn't have chairs to sit on because no one would have put them out. Some of you guys might be thinking, but I can go grab all the candy over there and eat it all. Well, no, you couldn't because no one would have put it out. And it wouldn't be there. Because we wouldn't be doing our part in our ministry. We wouldn't be serving. We wouldn't be making all this stuff for you. None of this would be here if we didn't do our part. So, do your part. Play your part. Um, God shaped each and every one of us so uniquely and with our different personalities and abilities and all this stuff. God made the world. He didn't have to make you. God doesn't make mistakes, right? Can we all agree on that? He doesn't make mistakes. So he saw the world and he realized, hey, this world doesn't have Isabella in it. And I need an Isabella. Because she's a really good singer, and she could sing to people about me, and I need it. So he made Isabella, right? Or he made Matthew, who is super good at, like, techie stuff that I can't do. And Nick. Nick's good at that stuff, too. He needed a Nick. So he made a Nick. Right? So he <laughs> he just went, eh, kind of. He did. AJ, don't doubt God. Okay? Don't. It's rude. So, just like God made an Isabella or made a Matthew or made a Nick or made whatever, He made you and He has a plan for you. It may not be ministry. It may, uh, no, it, whatever. I, I don't know where I was going with that. It may not be mission work, is what I meant to say. It may not be flying halfway across the country and teaching other kids about Jesus. It, it may not be standing up here and preaching to a bunch of people. But God has something in store for you, and it's our job to find out what that something is and do that something, right? We all have something to do and something to offer. And it doesn't even have to just be at church. It can be at church. There's, like, ministries all over the place. If you guys love holding babies or—you can't hold babies. You're not old enough yet. Sorry. No, you you had to be 16 to pick up a baby. None of you were 16. But you can play with little kids like little toddlers. You can like get them snack. You can play toys with them. <sighs> shh, 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 shh. Little kids love you. Great. Then why aren't you serving in children's ministry, Zeke? I feel, I feel yeah, whatever. It could be kids ministry, guys. It could be you could be someone that's super outgoing and you can be a greeter on Sundays. Some people have really crappy days and they come to church angry. And seeing a little kid smile at them could make their whole day, and it could be great. Or some of you might be way too shy, and you're like, I don't want to smile at random strangers. I can't do that. I can't. I Actually, I can. That's a lie. But you might not be able to. Uh, But you guys can, like, come in early on a Tuesday service and help set up. You won't have to talk to anybody, but you're still serving our ministry, because then I wouldn't have to do it, and that'd be super cool. But... The point is, guys, is that there's all kinds of different stuff that you guys can do to serve. And we have to do our job and find our part and play that part. And it doesn't even have to be in church, too. It should be, but it doesn't always have to be. You guys can play your part at school. You can help people with homework. You can pick up papers that teachers drop. That's helpful. Kayla, have you ever dropped something and a kid just rushed to help you pick it up? Oh, really? That might be a little concerning, but but it's helpful because then we don't have to bend down and pick it up. At least I like it. I don't know. Some teachers might not like it. But there's stuff you can do. You can help with the homework. You can stand up for a kid who's being bullied. You can, I don't know, there's all kinds of stuff you can do at, at, at school. Or at the grocery store, if you see an old lady carrying, like, a really heavy bag, you can go help her with it. Or if you're like me, I like Never like getting bags because I refuse to pay 10 cents for a bag when I have some in my car that I never bring in to use. So I like try and carry all my stuff to the car and I like drop stuff as I'm going and I'm like trying to pick it up like with my foot. You could be someone that goes and helps pick up stuff for people like me and help them carry it to their car, right? There's all kinds of stuff that we can do. We can always be serving other people around us all the time. So we all have a part to play. So let's figure out what that part is, and let's go out and play that part. Uh, As we go into our small groups in just a second, you guys can dive a little bit more into that, maybe find out what your part could be. So let's do that, and let's pray. All right. Dear God, I just want to thank you for this time that you give us week after week to just come here and just pour into these students' lives. God, that you purposely placed each and every one of these students and leaders here. And would you just help us to see that you want nothing more to just invite us into your loving family, and we would see the comfort that comes from that invitation. And God, can you just help us and remind us that we join your family, that we'd realize that it's not about us, God, and that we would just humble ourselves and— Let's you make that ch- those changes in us and just help us figure out what our part is to play, whatever that may be. God, we thank you for all that you've done in our lives and all that you're going to continue to do for us. And just as we go into groups, God, just bless the conversations that we're about to have and just help us have a great rest of this week. We ask all this in your name. Amen.